Another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friends. Don't Joe break in my heart. And can you feel the duff tonight? (laughs) 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 Uh, It's happy hour, guys. It is. And uh, we're talking about minute 140 today. In this minute, Jack tells Rose she's stupid. Uh, I think this is a great minute, and I like it a lot. It's heartwarming. This is really funny out of context. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I'll i jump ahead to the chase before we start the minute from the beginning, but I, I watched this movie in 3D recently. Uh, well, not recently. I guess it was uh, a few months ago now. But I went and saw it in 3D and in a movie theater and stuff. And this sequence in yesterday we made fun of the music and stuff but like this so it works man like when she jumps out of that lifeboat you're like yeah 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 it's a it's a big emotional moment even with the weird dun 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 yeah yeah dun. uh so but but the ministers of jack and rose are running uh to each other from different floors and they meet at the base of the grand staircase. Uh, and and first off, I just want to point this out. Jack runs funny. Um, so you're saying the rich pretty boy movie star doesn't know how to run? I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I guess he's never really had to run. Um, at least he didn't know how to run in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He has to run to the door when his Coke dealer shows up. <laughs> <laughs> So Jack Jack gives her give, he runs down there and he gives her a hug. It's a good hug. And some uh, smooching too. Some smooching. I will say this. I think you guys will agree. This is the only time in the history of the world, not just in movies, not just in real life, where it worked that you can alternate between telling a woman, "Why did you do that? You're so stupid," and passionately kissing them, and that that somehow that somehow is okay tried it does not work very well (laughs) i mean can you imagine if you like can you imagine any situation where you could get away with that it's it's crazy yeah two of the three maybe when when you break it down like that it really is impressive that he yeah pulls it off i mean i mean you know extraordinary circumstances call for extraordinary language i guess but yes um and, and and like I said, as Duff and I kind of agree, the scene still works, even though like this music is silly and like the things he says are silly and Rose, Jack doesn't know how to so run. You're so dumb, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Why'd you do that, Rose? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Jack says, uh, Jack asks her why. You know. Oh, why. is that his name? No one ever says it in this movie. Yeah. Jack asks her why, and. Uh, we get the famous "you jump, I jump," right? Which uh, famous line? Yeah, it's it's fine. I can't complain about that. And then once again, Jack gives her another hug. Dare I say another monster hug? Hey, speaking of monsters, what? Ah, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
see monster facts. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's about to get spooky. Let's take a break from this uh heartwarming reunion. Now let's talk about monsters of the sea. <laughs> Do you have a picture for us to look at? Uh, well, it's a it's an illustration because this monster is not real. Maybe. So this is known as the Fiji mermaid. <laughs> okay. And the that's Fi- the lady that sells me water at the <laughs> Safeway. <laughs> There's a twist to this week's sea monster. Twist ending. The real monster is man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, Our good friend P.T. Barnum is involved in this week's tale. Okay. So the Fiji mermaid was a hoax promoted by P.T. Barnum in the 1840s. You mean he lied? P.T. Barnum? He might have. Uh, So the Fiji mermaid... Can we quickly butt in and say the official stance of the Titanic Minute podcast is that P.T. Barnum sucks? Uh, P.T. Barnum was a racist charlatan. (laughs) (laughs) What does P.T. stand for? Do you know? Uh, um, Paul Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Profound turd. Yeah. Pinocchio turd. Uh, yeah, so I know there's been kind of a rehabbing of P.T. Barnum with that uh, stupid movie that came out, Jeez. which I have not seen. I've uh, heard it's fun. If you like, if you like musicals, you uh, probably would like it, Do you think it, it includes the part where he... <laughs> took a blind, completely paralyzed slave woman he had an acquaintance with and exhibited her as George Washington's former nurse. Does it have that? I don't know, but I'm sure she wasn't busy. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He's just giving someone a job. Yeah. Uh, Near the end of her life, Barnum worked her 10 to 12 hours a day, and after her death, he hosted a live autopsy of her body. Spectators paid 50 cents to see the dead woman cut up as he revealed that she was likely half her actual age. To be fair, Duff. Is there, Joe a, mu- and I, is there a musical number about that in the to, Hugh Jackman movie? To, to be fair, uh, Joe and I plan on doing that with your body when you die, too. Well, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. P.T. Barnum, racist huckster. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, are there any um, scenes in that movie where he starts um, measuring the skulls of different races and... Uh, and uh, interviewing phrenologists. Does yeah. he do any of that in that movie, or is it just I, him singing? Is there a big ballad about how he crams an elephant into a, a box where no light comes in and the elephant goes insane? Oh, the first podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, we could go on, but we yeah, won't. But Duff and uh, I have a lot. Of, we really hate P.T. Barnum. He's a bad guy. He's, he's, a bad guy. he's a bad dude, and I'm really angry about the rehabbing of his image that's happened in the last year. About how he's like, oh, P.T. His Barnum. Inspiring, his inspiring story about how you shouldn't be afraid to be different. Yeah, he he gave all these these people a safe place where they could be themselves. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just like um, just like Buffalo Bill uh, made people with skin conditions feel more comfortable. Yeah. He, uh, he was willing to celebrate plus-size women. He loves size 16s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get back to that uh, mermaid. So, okay, yeah. Uh, the Fiji mermaid. Uh, <laughs> P.T. It was... Uh, the first, there were multiple Fiji mermaids, but 
you know, because back then there were multiple carnivals, but P.T. Barnum had the premier carnival circus. and so, show on Earth. Yes. So the Fiji Mermaid was exhibited in New York, Boston, London. Um, so what the Fiji Mermaid is, is literally, God, this is so <laughs> awful. <laughs> really ex- I don't know about this. I'm really uh, excited. <laughs> and the Fiji Mermaid was an object comprising the torso and head of a juvenile monkey. <laughs> Sewn to the back half of a fish. <laughs> what kind of fish? In the well, again, like it varied depending on which circus you oh, went yeah, to. But yeah. uh, for <laughs> most people, believe that P.T. Barnum's uh, original granddaddy Fiji mermaid was probably made from an orangutan and a salmon. What? <laughs> Whose job was it to sew that up? A it's salmon like, would be wait. That must be a small orangutan. Salmons are pretty big. I mean, they yeah, can, but think about it, orangutans are massive orangutans creatures. Orangutans are very big. Maybe they, well, maybe they, maybe they sewed up like twenty salmon halves. So it was just like a bunch. Well, of, uh, I'm gonna send. We'll put this up on the web and steerage and everything. Oh but my a, God. somewhat again, there were no photos really back then, or P.T. Barnum wouldn't let people. Uh, mm. So here's. I'm gonna send you this nightmare fuel of a drawing someone <laughs> made of uh, the Fiji mermaid. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Uh, all right. Well, there's our screen. It looks like an incel. <laughs> uh, unlike <laughs> images of mermaids in folklore and popular culture. Uh, Barnum described the mermaid as an ugly, dried-up, black-looking, diminutive specimen about three feet long. Its mouth was open, its tail turned over, and its arms thrown up, given the appearance of having died in great agony. Awesome. I mean, I would probably go see it. I would, for sh- if it was like the 1840s <laughs> or now, I guess. Or, <laughs> for now. Sure. <laughs> or not. Well, I mean, think about like the, we go to those bodies expeditions. Yeah, That's I went true. to one of those, and I feel kind of bad about it now. I didn't uh, go to one of the human ones, but they have one at the zoo, and I, I saw those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after its initial fame in England, the mermaid existed in relative obscurity for nearly 20 years. Then in the 1840s, uh, someone at the Boston Museum met, and they got hooked up with P.T. Barnum. And Barnum, they basically came up with the backstory. Uh, Man, don't call it a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I got a question for you, Duff. Uh huh. You're swimming. Uh, you're on vacation in I don't know uh, South Carolina. Where? Got Sorry, South Carolina. Okay. You got your one piece swimsuit on. <laughs> one piece. Dude, your, uh, swim you decided to leave your two piece yeah, swim, uh, ca- swim, swim cap. cap. Mm-hmm. What would scare you more, seeing a shark? Or seeing the Fiji mermaid swim up to you. This Fiji mermaid drawing is terrifying. Uh, I mean, both would be scary, but this is this is like one of those scary stories to tell in the dark. Drawing scary. Yes, it is. It is. Well, it it's going to be our like screenshot that. for the episode. Yes, so uh, it, ha- it has to be. I already put it in. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, this week's sea monster. Uh, right. <laughs> that's uh, this is. I could tell right this would be our most popular feature. Um, Whose job do you think it was to construct the Fiji mermaid? I was seeking And who too. thought of the idea? Martha Stewart. <laughs> Andrew Sullivan. Yeah. So it's not real. Well, maybe. 
<laughs> you can't. You can't. Know that. You can't yeah. prove it isn't. That's true. Have you been to Fiji? No. Evolution's weird too. Were you there? I mean, I'll say this. I'll say this. My son is really into dinosaurs right now. And so I've been reading all these dinosaur books he loves. And I believe in dinosaurs. I always have. But sometimes. Bold take. Bold so, take. <laughs> sometimes when I'm reading about like dinosaurs, there's like 3% of my brain that's like, this sounds like absolute nonsense. <laughs> like, it'll just be like, yeah, and then a meteor hit, and now they're birds. Oh, and this Wikipedia page, it says where they got it. <laughs> The Barnum one? Yeah. It, uh, so fishermen in Japan and the East Indies have long constructed hybrids by stitching the upper bodies of apes onto the bodies of fish, often for religious purposes. And the American sea captain Samuel Barrett Eads bought the mer- Browner's mermaid from Japanese sailors in 1822 for $6,000. Wow. And uh, then uh, the captain's son took possession of it, sold it to Moses Kimball of the Boston Museum, and then, Father of uh, Richard Kimball. Uh, then, um, then Barnum got it. Uh, he got Barnum rented it for twelve fifty a week. That was a lot um, of money, but yeah. ultimately worth it. Yeah. Okay. You guys ne- ready to go? There needs to be a friggin' movie about the Fiji mer monster. Uh, I'll get. I'll open up Final Draft after we're done. Get to work. <laughs> you guys ready for uh, to go back to Titanic? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's such a weird segue. I love how the episode where they tearfully embrace and reunite and <laughs> pledge love from another. Well, uh, you could say Jack and Rose come together much like an ape and the lower half of a fish. Damn it. <laughs> much like this weird uh, creature some huckster stitched together. <laughs> uh, now we. Hey, it's not it's not my fault that this happened on a Friday. That's true. Not your fault. Uh, so we continue uh, to hear Jack and Rose talking about how much they're happy to be with each other. And then we see. And then the scene above, takes a turn. <laughs> yeah. Watching above, we see Cal. And this first moment where he's sort of reacting to it, a couple comments on here. The angle is uh, Dutch angle again. It's a bit canted as well. well. I think this is his his mindset from earlier this he's week. He's definitely coming undone. Yep. We have Lovejoy being about the, I mean, this is a good assist. This is about the most emotional thing that character could do, which is he firmly grabs he gives Cal's a, shoulder. He gives him a there, there. Yeah, like, uh, you know, there's more, there's more, there's more Fiji mermaids in the sea. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, a couple of things. Uh, even compared to a minute ago, Billy Zane's face goes into overdrive. It yes. with contortions and he it's like Shatner and Wrath of Khan when he's about to yell Khan, just twitchy. Uh Cal we I said earlier this week how Cal uh kind of tries to cuck Jack. Cal is now cucked hard. This is a yes. hardcore cucking. Is absolutely is. And, and he knows it. And he it, knows it. And Cal's the first incel. <laughs> Yes, because he, he he can't get with with the the woman, and he just grabs a gun and starts shooting. Yep. So <laughs> people are going to be able to very easily pinpoint when we recorded these episodes yeah. for this week. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think he's just he's just cucked. But part of me was like, is he is he have a broken heart here too? 
Do you think? Uh, he's no. pr- he's processing his broken heart with like anger, which is what all like rich fail sons do. He okay. he reacts to it like in this sense, it's the same thing as if somebody has stolen his car. It's property yeah. lost. That's that's the emotional yeah. response. It's, well, it's all about he's. It's really he's now a beta. He's not the alpha. He's lost status. Well, I have good news for you guys. Do you know who shows up in this minute right before Cal freaks out? The lice, lice guy. guy. Lice guy walks behind you, him. I I couldn't even I couldn't spot lice guy in the line yeah. of two people. But he absolutely he's got a hat on and a beard. I'm I know I just don't notice it. What I did um, notice in this, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's quick. In the did you notice how in the background of the scene there's people just standing around talking? Yes, I was gonna note that <laughs> they're just having a casual conversation. Yes, at the staircase. It, as and then Cal, I mean, how would you react? Like you're like on a literally on a sinking ship, and all of a sudden some guy just like starts firing bullets. Uh, I would have been surprised it didn't happen sooner, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. It's people this, people yeah. panicking. Like everyone knows they're gonna die at this point, right? I don't think they do at this point. Like I don't think they realize that the ship's like gonna sink. I in, think like, if they've gone minutes. outside to the deck, they realize. I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious now. It's. I mean, the ship sinks in two hours. It's already been a good 45 minutes to an hour, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, the ship, like, you can tell even from one end that its ass is up in the air, <laughs> as yeah. Lewis would say. <laughs> it's like that Fiji mermaid. Shh, stop. Um, that made no sense. <laughs> yeah. So, Cal, uh, he loves, he grabs Lovejoy's gun in slow motion and just runs on the stairs shooting at Jack and Rose. He, sh- <laughs> we're going to get to this next week, but he shoots his gun and it hits a part of the great staircase, the grand staircase. What is that banister thing called? What is that called at the end of a banister where you kind of put your uh, hand on it? Just a post, I guess. The banister post? Maybe. Oh, yeah. So he just shoots that thing off and it just explodes. Well, he is firing with a very large gun. That's like, true, like a big elephant gun. Like if he had hit Jack, Jack would have just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> like that listener's wheels of their car does when they listen to our show and yeah. I laugh. <laughs> uh and uh and that's sort of how this minute ends with this chase beginning after uh after how Cal has just had a meltdown. I wish that Lovejoy had just dropped Cal. Be like, "What are you doing? Do not ever touch my gun." <laughs> Cal moves pretty quick once he grabs that gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's filled with uh, with rage. Failboy rage. Failboy. Yeah, all his daddy issues are coming out right now. This is the first time Cal's ever lost, and no one could fix it for him. Not even his Pinkerton manservant. Nope. Nope. So that's how this minute ends. Do you guys have anything else? Any more Fiji mermaid? I'm still thinking about that Fiji mermaid. Um, thinking about some thing about some guy stitching together half a monkey and half a fish. <laughs> what do you think they did with the other halves? Like, do you think they tried that out too? And we're like, this isn't gonna work. So, like, just the legs of a of a monkey and then the head of a fish. <laughs> Where do we put this? That's probably that's probably like the other exhibit. I mean, that's like, what do you think P.T. Barnum's B sides look like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the stuff that didn't work. Now that's a movie slash musical I would watch. Yes. All right, well, listeners, uh, as we finish up this week, you 
are probably wishing you had Titanic content tomorrow and it wasn't from us. And you could get that by signing up for titanicminute.com slash newsletter and getting Sinking Feeling, which is the newsletter that our friend Caroline puts together. Uh, I don't know we keep saying this. It's remarkable. And she's got to do a bunch of research on uh, the Fiji mermaid now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we will be back next week with five more episodes of Titanic Minute. Come on.